Hello, Crossroads family and guests. We are so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. We want to let you know about our website, wherelifechanges.com. There you can find more about church events, ministries, and giving options. Check out Pastor Lee's blog at pastorlee.net. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at crcc underscore social. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash wherelifechanges. We really hope that the message today would inspire and encourage you to worship passionately, serve others, and share truth. Now let's jump into the message. Amen. Y'all hear me there? Praise the Lord. Everybody say praise the Lord. A lot of stuff going on. Hey, uh, is anybody busy over Christmas? Got a lot of stuff going, running around, doing this, doing that? Uh, or are you sitting at home just doing it online? You know, there's a lot of different stuff going on. The Christmas season is a strange season because it should be a time where we sit and we contemplate what Christ has done, who he is, what he means to us. And yet many times we're rushing around trying to do all kinds of stuff, trying to figure out how do I see this family and that family and all that kind of stuff. And we can get uh, worn down, wore out. And then you add on top of that all the issues of life. And uh, and as I was talking about when I started this series, Refresh, we, with the paradox of the Christian life is that he is calling us to this good life. And yet he is also calling us to take up our cross. And so we are always in the middle of life and in the middle of death. And there's issues all the time and we need to be refreshed. Amen. And, and so I want to talk a little bit today, probably the last thing I'll talk about this, but this is uh, uh, the refreshing place. And where does Christ bring us in order to be refreshed? In the 23rd Psalm, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Now, I love this passage, the Lord is my shepherd, right? But what it means is I'm a sheep. If you've ever been around sheep, sheep aren't too smart. They're not too wise. They're not too clean. They're kind of dirty. They're kind of nasty. They can't clean themselves. They're, they're pretty much helpless. And so that's who we are. The Lord is my shepherd, and I am helpless without him. Amen? The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Now, I want you to know this morning, the only person that knows where the refreshing place is, is the shepherd. Sheep don't know how to find it. Sheep don't know where the water is at. Sheep don't know anything. And so it's only by the shepherd. We cannot ever be refreshed except through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen? That is the only way we can be refreshed. We have to learn how to follow him because he is the only one who knows where it is. What we do is we try to refresh ourselves, and we think that we are finding watering holes for our soul when in reality we're just going after things that look good, but they don't end up good, and we try to refresh ourselves with exercise. We do it with work. We do it with this and that. Always trying to find a way. We think, well, I'll take a nap. I'll watch a movie. I'll, I'll sit down and, and, and we can refresh our body, but my spirit, my soul, nothing can refresh my soul, but Jesus Christ himself, the Lord is my shepherd. I am my own shepherd. You're not my shepherd. My wife's not my shepherd. My kids aren't my shepherd. My church isn't my shepherd. Jesus and Jesus alone knows how to refresh my soul. My soul is unique from your soul. The things that are in your life that cause you stress, that weigh you down, 
now that make you tired in your spirit, those are unique to you. It's your experiences in life and what you're going through, the things around you. Only God knows how to give you what you need when you need it in order to refresh, to restrengthen, to renew, to revitalize. He is the only one, only the shepherd knows. Amen? Are y'all with me this morning? If you agree with that, say amen. Nobody else can figure it out. That means now the pressure's off. I don't have to go looking for it. I don't have to figure out a thing. I don't have to try to, how how do I deal with this? How do I fix this? How do I make it all right? All I have to do is listen to the voice of the shepherd and walk where he walks. Amen? That's all we got to do. And if we walk where he walks, he would lead us into those green pastures. He will lead us into the still waters, and he will refresh our soul. Amen. And so I want to talk about the refreshing place and he is leading me. Where is he leading us to? In the book of Luke chapter 19. And we have this uh, story with a man named Zacchaeus. Everybody say Zacchaeus. And, and now remember the Lord is our shepherd. He is leading us. He is leading us to watering holes for our soul. He is leading us into the refreshing place. But where is that? Luke chapter 19, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. I was going to say something about my wife in that little area right there, but I decided not to. You see, you feel the love, babe? You feel the love? I just passed, uh, passed right over that. Didn't even, didn't even make anything about it, right? Just glossed right over. And so he was short. He could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, climbed up a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down all at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Now, just so you know, that's more than what the law required. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Now Zacchaeus was a Jew and the Roman Empire had come in. And what the Roman Empire would do, they would come in, they would let you live your life the way you wanted to. You could still go to church, you could still do all that stuff, but they would tax you like crazy. And the way that they would do this is they would solicit people from your own race, from your own community, from your own nation, and designate them to be tax collectors. And the deal was the tax collectors had to turn in so much money, and the Romans let them collect as much as they wanted to, and anything above, they got to keep for themselves. And so Zacchaeus, he's been going around, he's been telling everybody, you owe this amount of money, you owe that amount of money. And they said, well, that's not right, that's not fair. And he said, well, if you argue with me, I'm going to call the Roman soldier over here, with the authority of Caesar, and I'm going to make sure that you get what you deserve for not obeying the command. So you have to owe it. So he is an extortionist. He is a Jew. They consider him a traitor. They don't like him. He is somebody despised. They are disgusted by him. But I want you to think, what does it take for somebody to betray their own? 
What does it take for somebody to go against the very people that you share a bloodline with, that you share a history with, that you share, you know, memories with? What, what is it? What happened to Zacchaeus? We, we don't know anything about Zacchaeus except for this right here. We know he was short. That's all we know is he was short. Now, maybe people made fun of him because he was short. Maybe people, you know, called him names. Maybe he was bullied. Maybe he was, uh, you know, treated poorly. Maybe his parents didn't like him because he was shorter and the runt of the family. I don't know what it was, but there was something inside of Zacchaeus that he was okay with taking advantage of his own brothers and sisters. Didn't bother him at all. He had made an entire career out of it. He had gotten wealthy, taken advantage of the very people that he grew up with by the authority of the Roman Empire, by the authority of the oppressors. And so here is Zacchaeus, and all he's doing is just taking, 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 taking. And so he has come to this place, and and so he is trying to find something. He's trying to find meaning in life. He's trying to do something. He hears that Jesus is coming by. Now, this man, this wealthy man who wants to pretend that he has this high stature in the community, he is wealthy, so he walks around like he's somebody. He knows nobody likes him. He know, know, knows that nobody really cares for him. But at the same time, he is trying to be more than what they think he is. He's still trying to prove to him, the little kid in him, that he's more than what everybody said he was when he was growing up, that he's more than what his daddy said, more than what his mama said, more than what his childhood friend said. And so he is walking around in pride, wealthy, has a big position as if he is somebody. And then when he hears that Jesus is coming by, he takes off running. Now, I want you to imagine you're in the crowd and you hear Jesus come by and everybody's kind of just standing around kneeling. And here comes this little four foot, 10 fella just running through with all his robes just vroom, runs up a tree now for somebody whose entire life has they have been making fun of him making saying things about him and 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 treating him poorly for him to do this he must have known that people were going to laugh at him people were going to say something about him look at there goes little Zacchaeus up in the tree can't see over the crowd he's got to get him the tree look there's that tax collector And so what happened to Zacchaeus that he so easily betrayed? He's trying to find something. He's trying to make up for what has been lost. He's trying to find his life, trying to find his meaning. He he thought, well, I'll do it by vengeance. I will prove to everybody that I'm better than what they said. I will prove to everybody that I'm not the little run. I will prove to everybody that I'm going to be somebody. And so he excelled, and he just didn't become a tax collector. He became the chief tax collector. And so he is trying to prove something. Maybe he's trying to find the, the thirst of his soul in vengeance, trying to be somebody, trying to achieve something, trying to do something so that everybody else can see everybody. So he can rub it in their face and say, I became wealthier than you. I did better than you. This is who I am. Look at you don't have any money. You're dead. You're poor. You got all this stuff, but I got all the money and I got the position. Maybe that's how he's trying to satisfy the thirst of his soul. Maybe it's with money, trying to accumulate as much money. And he just is going after money and he's money, but he is thirsty. And the reason we know he's thirsty is because when he hears that Jesus is coming by, he is so determined to see this man. There is something empty inside of Zacchaeus that he needs something more. And he runs after it. Now, the Lord is my shepherd. 
and the Lord is going into Jericho. Jericho was a city that when it was destroyed, there was a curse put on it. It said, anybody who rebuilds this city, there will be a curse upon you. So Jesus, my shepherd, who's leading me to green pastures, leading me to still waters, is leading me into a cursed place. And we don't like to think about ways that, Lord, I need to be refreshed. And, and when I want to be refreshed, I don't want to go through a cursed place. I don't want to go through a difficult time. I don't want to go through a hard time, a sorrowful time. I want to be refreshed. Just give me that spiritual living water and give me some good spiritual ice cream and I'll be better and then we can go on. But instead, he says, I am your shepherd and I will lead you. And this is where I'm going into a cursed place to find a cursed man who has lost so much that now he is bitter and he is willing to extort money from his own brothers and sisters, his own Jewish people in order to enrich himself. This man is shallow. And how did he get that way? Whatever happened, whatever was lost, he lost his identity. He lost his value. People didn't think much about him. Everything is lost. And Jesus is saying, here, I am your shepherd. Follow me. I will lead you into green pastures, into still waters. We're going to go into a cursed place. And when I see a cursed man, I'm going to stop there. And that's where we go. Zacchaeus' house becomes the refreshing place. Proverbs 11, verse 25, it says, A generous person will prosper, and whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Amen? Let me just read it again. A generous person will prosper. Somebody asked me the other day, why aren't you doing a Christmas series? This is a Christmas series. I'm trying to teach something that combats the commercialism, the me, 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 me of Christmas. I want what I want. Give me, give me, give me. The scripture is teaching us that if I truly want to be refreshed in my soul, if I truly want to receive from God, I have to be a giving person, a generous person. And so my mindset has to be not what can I get, but what can I give? Amen. This is the whole thing. What what does the scripture say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And so if I'm going to really celebrate Christmas and get into the spirit of what it is, I need to have the mindset of giving, not, not trying to figure out how to give, not trying to, to build somebody else up, not try, but giving to them in a way that builds them up, that refreshes them. And so here we have Jesus, and, and, and Jesus is leading us, and here we are, the sheep, and we're following him into a cursed place, and he's saying, here's where you're going to be refreshed. Where other people need refreshing, that's where I'll refresh you. And if all you're doing is trying to refresh yourself, you're never going to find it. If all you're doing is trying to figure out how to satisfy your own soul, satisfy your own spiritual thirst, you are always going to be tired and your spirit's going to be dry and arid. It's going to be like a desert in there. But if you will follow me, I will lead you into quiet waters, which is where you help other people drink. Amen? The reason is because it's spiritual. 
So the living water that Jesus speaks about is the Holy Spirit. I have to have the Holy Spirit to be refreshed. Amen? We got to have the Holy Spirit. Well, I cannot receive the Holy Spirit unless I'm engaged in spiritual things. I don't need the Holy Spirit to just go around and be selfish. But I need the Holy Spirit in order to live a self-sacrifice in life to help other people. And so when I live that way, then I receive the Spirit. And so the more I give, the more I refresh others, the more the Holy Spirit has to work through me to allow me to do it. And then as he works through me, I am being refreshed. Amen? Now, I want to go a little bit deeper in, in, um, uh, in the, the passage there. It says that Jesus, when he came there, he came to the spot and he said to him, Zacchaeus. Everybody say Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus, how does he know my name? I mean, I know I was big. I know I was prominent. I know I got a big position, but he's never seen me before. How do you know who I was? This is a moment where this man who is seen to be the Messiah, that Zacchaeus feels like is the Messiah, says, I know your name. Now, for somebody who has been treated all his life as if he were a nobody, Jesus is undoing what the world has done to this man. Amen? He says, Zacchaeus, I got to come to your house today. Now you have this holy man, this man that crowds are showing up, and he picks out of everybody. He picks Zacchaeus over everybody. This is an honor. Jesus now is showing honor to Zacchaeus, a man who has never seen anybody honor him authentically. They would puff him up. They would pay him off. They would bribe him. They would show him honor in a very inauthentic way. But this is the first time Jesus shows up and says, I know you, and I want to spend time with you. I'm coming to your house. We're going to fellowship and supper, and it's going to be good. This is a moment when everybody is watching, and Zacchaeus, not because he built himself up, not because he stole money, not because he extorted, but because God has said, I know your name, and Jesus is undoing what has been done. It's very interesting here that we don't see Jesus leading Zacchaeus through the sinner's prayer. He didn't say, Zacchaeus, you must be born again. In fact, in this passage, the Holy Spirit doesn't even really give us the conversation. He's helping us see that simply by the visit, just showing up at his house, changed who Zacchaeus was. And suddenly this man who wanted to steal said, I'm going to give back more than what's required. I'm going to go back. Anybody I stole money to, I'm going to go back and give it. His heart is completely transformed and changed from somebody that wants to be a taker into somebody who's now saying, I'm going to go back and I'm going to give. Not what's required of me, but I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to go to every house. And so now the man who is being refreshed by Jesus is going to go out and refresh others. Amen? Now, isn't this what Jesus did for us? He found us, and the world had taken so much away from us. From the moment that God conceived us in the, in the, the womb of our mother, the very moment he put us into our, our mom, 
the world began to work against us and everything that God wanted for us, little by little, things were stolen. Dreams were stolen. Uh, our, our vision was stolen. The, the things that we wanted to do, the things that we wanted to be, some of us became bitter. Some became angry. Some became depressed because of all this stuff in the world and everything was stolen. The Bible says that the enemy is like a thief and he's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen? But then Jesus said, but, but I have come that you may have life and may have it more abundantly. Amen. And, and so Jesus now is making right Zacchaeus's life based on everything else that happened to him. Whatever happened to him that brought him to this hard place where his heart was so hard, he said, I don't even care about my own people. And Jesus, just by saying his name, going to his house, saying, you are worthy of my presence, changed everything. Amen? Changed everything. The scripture says in Psalm 112, verse 5, good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Everybody say justice. Now, when we talk about doing the work of God and, and loving people, we think, well, I'm going to be nice to people. I'm going to be kind to people. I want to get right down into the middle of it. If you're going to refresh other people, you have to love justice. You have to know somebody well enough to know what is the enemy taking from them. Has the enemy taken people? Are they lonely? Do they need company? Has the enemy taken their confidence and they need to be built up? They need to be restored? Has the enemy taken their joy and they're depressed and they need somebody to, to speak life into them again? Has somebody taken their dreams and they gave up on everything and they've settled in life and they need somebody to encourage them? You see, the refreshing place is not just where I go and just be nice to people. It's not where I just go and say, you know, God loves you and y'all want to come to church. It's where I get to know somebody well enough to know what do they need. In this moment, Jesus knew exactly what Zacchaeus needed in order to undo everything the enemy had done, in order to restore, in order to make right, in order to bring justice to his life. When Jesus showed up in the house, it made everything right. Everything everybody had ever said about him, done about him, everything that everybody ever thought about him changed in that moment. And Jesus understood this is what he needs to be restored. There's people everywhere. And we've been through difficult times, hard times. People have said things, done things. People have left us, abandoned us, all that kind of stuff. And it has left us wanting, left us lacking. And Jesus showed up and called us by name. And the way he ministered to you is different than how he ministered to me. But he gave you what you needed. He gave you justice. You felt unloved, he gave you love. You felt undervalued, he said you were worthy. You felt like you weren't worth anything, he said, I died for you. Amen? Now, the way that he continually refreshes me is to use me to do that for other people. To be able to, to 
understand somebody and know when they're lonely, to know when they're they're depressed, to know when they're angry, but not just to know what they're feeling, but to ask them, what's going on in your life? What's happening? How can I make things right what other people have done wrong? How can I love you in a way that undoes what the enemy has done? Now you understand that's spiritual. Because only the Holy Spirit helps me understand people. Only the Holy Spirit helps me to to grasp what they're going through, that I can say the right words, speak the right words, be the person they needed me to be. Amen? But then when I do that, when I see it, when I see what God does in their life, I am refreshed. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me to quiet waters. And even if those quiet waters are in a cursed place, working with people that feel like a curse, that's where I'm going to be restored. A generous heart, a giving heart, one who loves justice that would try to make things right is the one that is refreshed. Amen? And isn't this what God did for us? Amen? There's still people treating us wrong, but he keeps making it right. And he keeps giving to us what everybody has taken away. And he restores what the enemy has stolen. Amen? And now he's saying, you want to keep being refreshed? Go and do it for others. Amen? Amen. Stand up and let me pray for you this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your goodness, for your grace, for your love, for your mercy. Lord, it's so easy to get wrapped up in just what I want. But Lord, help each one of us to remember where we were when you found us. To remember what our life was like. Help us to remember who you sent. A grandmother, a friend, a neighbor. And Lord, through them, they begin to speak life into us. And we were renewed and restored. We praise you for that, God. And now, Lord, you are calling us to do the same. May we, especially in this Christmas season, have a giving heart, a giving spirit willing to sacrifice our time, our money, willing to listen to the hurts of people. Remind us, Lord, that you have called us into ministry, called us into the ministry of healing hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then, Lord, we celebrate because we know that when you have used us to rescue somebody, when you've used us to bring healing, when you've used us to to do a miracle, or that our joy will be the joy of John the Baptist. Our joy will be the one that says, I have helped them find the way. I've helped them find the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And Lord, our life will have meaning. It will have purpose and our soul will be refreshed. Thank you for what you did for us. Help us to do it for others. Lord, we pray it in Jesus' name. And everybody said together, 
Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord a praise offering this morning? Amen. Amen. Hey, I just want to say thank you for your time and listening today. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share us with your friends. Also, remember to follow us on social media. If you ever find yourself in the area, we would love to see you on a Sunday morning at 1040 a.m. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.